there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. All right, we got some advanced medicine happening as I'm heading out of Toronto. Thank you, Toronto, Canada, for your warm-hearted welcome. Even though it was cold, it's not supposed to be this cold in the springtime, Doctor Batar. I know what you mean. It's uh, it's been very cold in North Carolina too. So dropping down to the 30s. Wow, that's incredible. I guess you know the last gasp of winter, but uh, the seasonal shifts are uh, are on, and anything can happen. You know, I was just talking about shifts. Uh, I you love the the topic of exercise, as do I. Movement and, and it's life itself. I, I I arrived in Toronto a few days ago and stayed with some friends, uh, husband and wife. He's a, a high level athletic trainer guy. And, you know, I had the silly idea of saying, you know what, why don't I go to one of your classes while I'm here? <laughs> it's like a boot camp. And I, I sort of knew what I was getting into because he's really good. And I, I was pretty much sore the entire weekend, but a good kind of sore because of my athletic past, I remember that. I'm not frightened by being sore. But I think I gained at least an inch in my bicep in one session is that wow. possible? I mean, it was. You know, I think it is possible only if you've been there before. Like a body memory kicks in, and you, if you work hard enough, it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? Your body goes, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no, actually, that that is true. Um, uh, you know, the, when the muscle is been there before, and mm-hmm. then you shock it, and with all the blood pumping in there, and you know, the swelling, all basically, it just it swells up. It's it's not going to last. Oh, thanks a lot. Yes, thanks yeah. a lot. <laughs> no, no, well, I mean, but my, you know, my point is, you can, yes. you can get a pump. That people mm-hmm. refer to getting a pump. That's what they're really referring to. Yeah, and I think that's what's interesting about the the body memory. Uh, it t- it took a long time to develop it, if, if you will. I'm going back to my high school and college years where I swam competitively, and at that time we, you know, put a lot of time in the pool, put a lot of time in the weight room. I was not, uh, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ty Bollinger, or or Dr. Batar size, but in a sense the body had developed uh, uh, this is a, this is what it's used to right and so if I'm off of that for a long time then I go back into the, the weight room just a little bit the body goes yeah that's what we used to be like and it goes boom there it is again <laughs> and I think it's kind of cool that you learn about body memory that way yeah actually there's a song like that right boom there it is again so um, <laughs> no actually you're absolutely right though it's I haven't lifted weights in probably close to 14 years now mm-hmm. um and I do know that um, it, once or twice when um, I had nothing else to do and I was traveling and they had a weight room and I just, you know, just to get to get a little bit different than what my normal body work mm-hmm. is. I, I do body work. Yeah. Um, just did something. And and it's, it's amazing how fast it comes back. You know, one of the places where I've noticed is actually is in running sprints. Like if you haven't run sprints in a while and you run the first sprint, it's awkward. You feel you feel almost like you're stumbling. You know, you're a little yes. imbalanced. The second sprint, you feel like you kind of get into the floor. The third sprint, you you know, you, you notice your hips are moving differently, and you're getting the power. And that by the by the third fourth sprint, I mean it's all back. I mean it's only one session. Yes. But by the third or fourth sprint, you can really feel the difference. But that first one, 
literally feet like you know do i even know how to walk i know i know exactly what you're saying because you know my son is running track now and i you know out in the field running with him it's like wait a second my body doesn't want to do this and then you know kind of ease back into it and it's like that that transition and then your body comes back into alignment with that memory but i was thinking about folks that are out there that have never been an athletic that may have been ill for a long time that have learned because they listen to this show they may they've read the nine steps to keep the doctor away and they're on it they've chart they've charted a new course you know if you're talking about one two three four steps in one session we might be talking about recovery for someone who's never been in that state one two three four months one two three four years how do we put that into perspective and i and i tell my mom at 82 if she gets you know an injury uh because she dances and she's not on the dance floor the next day she's frustrated say mom it's going to take time not as long as a normal person your age but be bear with it you're going to recover yeah that's an important part and part of the recovery is actually making sure that your mindset doesn't become a mindset of oh i'm too old or i'm too injured or i'm too this or i'm Mm -hmm. too that and so you never partake in that aspect in other words sometimes you know the the healthcare providers or your friends or your uh, spouse Mm-hmm. All meaning well may actually prevent you from doing what you need to do. I was actually thinking about this very thing last week, and I think off the air uh, we talked about this briefly, uh, maybe two weeks ago, Robert. Mm-hmm. But the fact that remember we kind of talked about my own story, and I said I'm not we're not going to talk about that right now. But yes, just getting back into it is so crucial, even though everybody else, based on everything that's out there, says you know you're it's it's too extreme you, know, you take any type of patient even if you can't let's say you should run quarter mile sprints and now you can't do that and you'd run an eighth mile sprint and now you can't do that and you run a 400 yard sprint and you can't do that you run a you know 100 yard sprint you can't do that anymore you do a 40 yard sprint you can't it doesn't matter even if you're just walking fast for 15 mm-hmm. seconds if you can't do 15 seconds 10 seconds yes. of slowing down and then walking to the 20 it's just the fact that you start doing it and the amazing thing is no matter how limited somebody is or how limited a person thinks they are, mm-hmm. the mere fact that they start doing it initiates the path yes. of, in, moving in, you know, in moving in the right direction. And that's all it's about. As long as you're moving in the right direction, because there's an old adage my dad used to say it all the time, where growth stops, decay sets in. And so to make sure that decay doesn't start, because the, in the absence of growth, decay is what happens. And it, it, it's not like you, you're going the opposite. It's not like saying, okay, either I'm going forward mm-hmm. um, or I'm going backwards. No, it's either you're going forwards or you're staying still. And if you're staying still, you're going backwards. And so it's so imperative in order to, people say, well, it's not like I'm going backwards. You are going backwards if you're not going forwards. So there is no thing as, uh, well, at least I can maintain. The only way you can maintain is by growing. If you think you can maintain by staying stagnant, status quo, yeah. it's not going to happen. You're going to regress. Yeah, I remember an old, uh, was it the childhood, cart- sort of a cartoon, but live action, stop motion thing. I was like, I don't know if it was Frosty the Snowman, but there was that song, Put One Foot in Front of the Other. And it was just, and soon you'll be walking out the door, something like that. And the, you know, like with my mom at 82, she has the mindset of someone who's 32. And it, get fr- if she fr- it gets frustrating for her if it takes her longer than she remembers it taking. But the thing is, she still keeps moving, and by the next week... I'm I'm calling her and she's out on the dance floor again, and it's because she didn't stand still. She pushed through it a little by little. And if I if I think about this 
uh, concept for people that are in the starting phases of healing. Sometimes they don't even know that much. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was um, Ty, our buddy Ty, was talking to a couple that had watched a lot of the truth about cancer, and they were interested in learning. And she said she had some gut issues, and so Ty took her over to see me, and she and her husband sat down, and you know I asked her a few questions, and within 20 seconds I could see her. The biggest problem is she had a mouthful of mercury, and and it was like dragging that mercury anchor everywhere she goes she even if she does all of the right things she's got this constant re-exposure chronic re-exposure and she's depleted and all the things that we know and and so it was like but i can't deal with that there's too many right and i said you know please whatever you do don't be the obstacle to your own health or healing path because what if spirit wants you to be well and i believe it does and you're the only one saying, I can't do it, it's too much, it's too this, it's too that, it's too expensive. And I'm not saying I know what's in their bank account. I just said, Dr. Batari, I just said, listen, don't be the one that blocks the healing. If that gift is trying to be given to you and you say, I can't, it's too hard, I won't, it, I can't. You know what I'm saying? And I know you know that because that's the belief, the mindset you were talking about earlier. Yeah, actually, you know, you're... You're a lot kinder. I know. I, I know. I'm the gentler, kinder Batar because you, you would have just – but it was in that moment. And, and, of course, now as I'm exhausted from the entire week, I'm probably a little more mellow than I was. But, yeah, you're right. You would be a little bit more direct than me. <laughs> well, it, it, it's not so much the directness of it. It's just mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I feel that a person – if I have to cajole them and if I have to mm-hmm. – you know, in, in, in my world, it's very simple. I just tell people, look, it's your choice. You know, yeah. everything's a choice. Um, if I choose to get angry, I'm well aware of that I'm choosing to get angry, and I can choose to be happy, and I can choose to be sedentary, and I can choose to be active. Yeah. Um, the thing is that whatever seed that I sow, I will either reap the benefit of, or I will pay the consequence of. Mm-hmm. And and the same thing goes for for you, meaning you know whoever I'm talking to, and I'll tell them up front that I'm not vested in your outcome. If you choose to do it and you don't choose to do it, that's your benefit that you sure. will reap or that will be the consequence that you will pay i'm not vested in it i'm here telling you mm-hmm. what i know yeah. you can choose to either take it or you don't you don't have to take it it's totally your choice sure life is about freedom and life is about choice and it's up to you what you believe and how you want to move forward but this is how it is you know you may not like it and you know maybe people like it maybe people don't like it but it's irrelevant that's how it is you can't change the the sky from being blue and the grass from being green and it's it's a, you know it's the same thing we talked about earlier in the show mm-hmm. you know you either move forward or if you don't move forward you're going to move backwards it's a choice and as soon as people realize that it's really that simple that yeah. it's a choice like your your mom you know she's mm-hmm. a perfect example of somebody who constantly makes the choice to choose to move forward yeah she refuses to accept um, anything less than moving forward mm-hmm. and those are the types of people that um, enjoy a, a bountiful life and, and reap the full harvest and mm-hmm. go on into their uh, years that other people would have been um, restricted or restrained or limited in what they can do and and most of their peer group looks up and says i wish i could have done that yeah it's a choice you know it you is. eat right in the beginning if you don't eat i see my kids for example you know i see avi and he's i was talking to uh, my daughter today and um she was saying that now she's that she's out of nursing school she said you know dad i i, I she was telling about some studies that she'd read about how bad microwaves were for example and she, mm-hmm. she said 
even though you know I totally believe that, and you know you've talked about it, and I've seen um, some of these studies. In fact, I didn't even know some of the studies she was talking about. She was talking about how they took water and they warmed water up in microwaves, and then they had other water that wasn't used in microwaves, and then they watered plants. And in 12 days or something, the plants were dead that had been withered used, and died. Been, right? Yeah, with the water, and, and I wasn't even aware of that, but. You know, she she knows that we haven't had microwaves in our house for you know almost twenty years. Oh, now. Hold, hold on, Doctor Batar. Well, we got to take a break. Our first break here, advanced medicine, and uh, we'll be back talking about the microwave and also the healing stories that we like to share after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. in the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Dr. Guitar, you were just talking about your daughter coming out of nursing school and, and acknowledging something about microwaves. You had said you didn't. You guys didn't have one. We don't have one. Was there something that was not fully real until she saw this study about the... I think there was a, like a kid's project, in fact, that, that you were talking about where there was a little experiment done where they heated water in a microwave and then they had, what, regular water and they, they took two plants or something and saw the growth pattern and the, the microwave water plant just withered and died. Yeah, in a very short period, in less than two weeks. And this was something that I wasn't aware of, but as we were driving down the road, she happens to, we were talking about making the right choices, you know, and I was telling her that how proud I am of my son, of Abby, because he's, ever since he was like 12 years old, he's always chosen to have a salad, and, you know, he always makes that, and I've noticed that, he always makes that effort, mm-hmm. and my daughter was talking about some of the choices. She said, you know, actually even her mom now, um, because of what Abby's been saying, she's um, really made a very big difference for a positive uh, in a positive manner with uh, making things herself and and including more um, organic, healthy, clean foods. But she was talking about, she said, Dad, I know about this microwave thing and I've known about it for a long time. But she said while she was in school, it just wasn't practical. She said, if I didn't have any, there was no other way for me to warm anything up. And I said, but that's that's no excuse. She said, I know and I know what I've, uh, it's, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And she said, but now that I'm out of school and I'm not limited, um, she said, you know, it's, it's, I've kind of gotten in a habit, but she said this is definitely something that I'm breaking away from and I'm not going to be doing. But I was thinking that, you know, she's 22, uh, my son's 17, my youngest one, uh, Rahan, 11. They're always talking about these types of things. They won't jump in the pool if this has chlorine in it. They, mm-hmm. You know, they want, they read ingredients before they uh, take, not not all the time, but I would sure. say probably 80% of the time, Abi more so than Rahan, but Rahan's, you know, younger. But the point is that when I was... Uh, 11 or 17 or even mm-hmm. 22 i i wasn't cognizant enough not at all I, I had no idea yeah i mean i just i ate whatever was there you know i i um doing emergency medicine shifts i would in 12-hour shifts i'd drink a six-pack of uh, sprite that was my regular thing wow and um i, I mean i can't even if i take a sip of uh, of any type of soft drink literally i have to go rinse my mouth out it feels so bad mm-hmm. and and that's been for at least the last you know I'd say 15 years easily that I have not had a soft drink or if I had it's just one sip and I literally have to spit it out and right. rinse my mouth out well we're but watching our kids is- become uh, let's say aware at such a young age of these issues that it we, we had to win it in our lifetimes as adults uh, I think it's fascinating I, I, I love watching the kids you know even my daughter Ari she's just uh, you know very conscious of it it's not something I have to worry if she goes out oh is she going to indulge in horrible food it's like 
it's the way we live. So she lives that way. And, you know, eventually as an adult, she'll make decisions as, as my son does. But uh, so far, it's like, you know, I, I'm going to choose health. I don't think I need to go down that road. Yeah, and it's it's inspirational because you see um, the things that you're preaching now coming up behind you. Um, mm-hmm. And you see the the benefits of that, the, the children are beginning to reap that benefit. And it's not that you have to convince your children to do this. It, no. It's a natural evolutionary process of them just witnessing yeah. um, what you're doing. And exactly. so anyway, it's, it's, it's really cool to see that. But I think that more um, people as well, like we had that family from Detroit that, you know, would rather come see us uh, at the National Yeah, Marlon, Marlon Glennon family, amazing uh, bright lights. And, you know, I was this weekend in Toronto right next to Rachel Parent. And I don't know if you heard about her, but she went right into the heart. She's like a, she's like 17 now, but when she started, she was like 12 or 13. Uh, she went right into the heart of Monsanto at their shareholders meeting and spoke to the CEO about GMOs and what they're doing. I mean, this is a warrior at this age, and, and it's inspiring other young people to start doing the right thing. Yeah, actually, I remember uh, hearing about uh, that young lady. Um, but that's the point that we are witnessing um, some of this that we weren't aware of at our at the same age coming mm-hmm. to fruition. Now this information is coming to fruition and, and people becoming aware and that's what it's about because if we can help the next generation i mean i know that i'm going to be healthier Mm -hmm. than my parents um and you know you've got a you've got a pretty um pretty great path to follow with your with your mom um Mm -hmm. but our children are going to be an improvement on us and so if this continues you know generationally um, hopefully that we will be able to leave the planet a better place than we found it, and then yeah. they will be able to continue that. Can we correct the damage? Yes, we can, but we have to do these things. It's not just a, a matter of waiting for a UFO to beam us down or up from the Star Trek Enterprise. A lot of folks think that's the only way. Uh, there may be advances in technology that are actually good and beneficial. I won't discount that, but the reality is what you do, the choices you make, whether you grow your own food or you know support a local farmer, all of these things matter. Especially here on Advanced Medicine. Check it out, medicalrewind.com, if you ever miss a show. Lots more healing to go with Dr. Rasha Bittar after this break. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert. All right, back at it from Canada. I've got a fellow Canuckian. He's not really, but uh, we're pretending. Ty Bollinger is here. <laughs> hey, Ty. Hey, RSB. Stop it, you hoser. You hoser. I know. We're just having fun. You know, the thing is, when we make fun of Canadians, it's with love. It's with love. Vitamin O. But even if it weren't, they would be like, oh, you're so funny. Oh, you're so nice, right? They're just nice people. It, yeah. The, the guys down there on the convention floor have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been kind of pushing the limit on things, and they've been kind of putting their hands over their eyes and saying, I don't see it. I don't see it. So they're really great. We did have an issue when John Owen Krauss, two of our cameramen, came into the country, almost didn't make it in. Whoa, yeah. Too much equipment. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, they're nervous about uh, uh, what are you doing here, right? Remember when you were filming the uh, Glob- a Global Quest? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, what what are you doing? Are you doing, you know? And the yeah. idea is, I guess, they're trying to protect, like Trump is trying to protect America, they're trying to protect Canada. We can't let Americans in here. Just willy nilly. I don't know what it was, but they had definitely flagged my passport when we came in mm-hmm. back last summer, about a year ago, to do some filming. We were up here filming uh, Daryl Wolf and Marcel Wolf, Doctor Howie Fisher. Those guys. It was uh, it was interesting getting into the country. Whoa! 
Here we go. You going to fix my microphone? Yeah, well, you know, okay. that's what it's like to go live here. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm glad I got the pro. Yeah, we're all over the place. But anyway, <laughs> we had uh, Dr. Daryl Wolf, of course. Uh, he's with us, the doc of detox, which is great. And uh, I think the uh, the energy is bubbling up nicely. We were talking earlier in the show today about the censorship happening in the United States. We're talking about, well, the land of the free, First Amendment, freedom of speech, except when it comes to questioning the safety of vaccination. And in Houston, you were you were in Houston for some years, years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was just down there a month ago. Yeah. The Houston mayor was caught, and he's not even caught because he wasn't hiding. He sent a nasty letter to the Houston Film Festival, said, you better not show this film vaxxed or else we're going to pull your funding on and right. on and on. And it's it's taken that level of censorship and made it so much more obvious for people that were claiming uh, on the De Niro side of things that, oh, it wasn't really censorship. They just deselected the film. It's not the same thing. But in this case, you have government bureaucrats, government officials in a city calling for this outright banning of a film. It should not be shown. Right. That's a different level of interaction now. It is. And, and seriously, how can you believe that we live in a land where freedom of speech is encouraged when certain things are off limits to speak about. Mm-hmm. It's a complete contradiction to the term. It's really, it's mind-boggling that we ha- that we live in a day where you cannot question vaccines. You can't watch a movie about vaccines. You can't even question the efficacy. Even if you're pro-vaccine, you can't question them. I don't know any other topic that is that controversial. Even cancer is not that it's pretty controversial, but it's not to that level to where you can't even question it or they, yeah. won't, they won't show a film. Right. It, it's, it's somewhat more accepted to say, hey, you know, chemotherapy is dangerous. Um, it, it doesn't have the same level of uh, religious fervor that it once did in terms yeah. of the medical establishment, Whereas, because there's so many uh, of the doctors themselves have acknowledged this. Uh, but on the vaccine front, that is the third rail of uh, what we call medical politics or really medical dogma. Uh, that you, the simple act of saying, you know what, there could be a problem with safety is enough to get you labeled as someone who's against something, against mm-hmm. vaccines, for instance. And I don't have anything against someone who is against vaccines because basically we know what they don't do what, that they claim to do. And we also know what they do do <laughs> that they shouldn't be doing. Right. You know? Well, mm-hmm. here's what's interesting. We were I was talking with you about this last night along with the doc of Detox, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a, an article that Mike Adams had put out several days ago that quoted the former head of the United Kingdom Department of Health. Right. Now, this is not a guy that can be questioned, and you know he's not been you know maligned in the media. He's not had his reputation slandered like Andy Wakefield has. This is former head of the the Department of Health. That said basically the same thing that we've been saying, that you better look at the the link between vaccines and autism. And the reason that they're not looking at the link is because of the money back to the pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. Now, that's interesting coming from the guy that's a former head of the Department of Health of the U.K. Yeah, exactly. And and John Rappaport's latest article talks about the link between uh, these so-called medical pharmaceutical interests Mm -hmm. and the people – you know, funding and supporting and even to some degree running the Tribeca Film Festival, that when this goes deep as it does, you begin to see how much our media is basically controlled and owned and operated by those who fund it. And and I don't know why that that would even be a weird thing to think that that's possible. I mean, what is it about uh, uh, the ProPublica and Dollars for Docs? They talked about this for many years, saying, hey, all the money Big Pharma is throwing at your doctor to wine and dine them, to take them out to lunch or, or send them to Hawaii, there's a quid pro quo there, as much as you'd like to deny it. If they're giving you money, they've even uh, acknowledged the prescription rates for that particular drug company that sent you to Hawaii. 
those rates go up in those dollars. You think yeah. they're not throwing money around altruistically? Oh, they do it all the time. I, I was hearing some stories from our good buddy, Dr. Irvin Sani, and he he talked about the way that they do throw money at doctors, free paid vacations and, um, nah, you know, the food, the extracurricular activities and so forth that mm-hmm. <laughs> can't mention on the air. Yeah. But it's uh, it's really insane the, the way that they do buy off a lot of the doctors and the, and the way that we really look at what is the definition of, of uh, fascism, Robert. You know, people say if you talk about the United States being a fascist uh, country, mm-hmm. people will say you hate America. Well, you ask the same person, what does fascism mean? And they don't know. All that fascism means is that you have corporations that are the Control. ones that are controlling the government. And that's yeah. exactly what the United States is. Yeah, we become a fascist nation, one vaccine for everybody, right? Or a hundred vaccines for everybody, no, without questions, no questions asked. Now, the truth about cancer, about to re-release a global quest, we're literally on the cusp of that, and, yep. and people are blasting it out in emails, social networks. We've got a, a link up, of course, at robertscottbell.com. And the amount of information that is flowing out beyond the control of the old media is astonishing, and it's still only the beginning. Yeah. It's just so exciting to see. It is. It is. And, you know, all I have to say for that is, woo! Because <laughs> it's getting out there. Um, we never dreamed that this information would be as... Uh, as accessible as it is right now you know i was talking to charlene earlier today and she said can you believe what's happened over the last you know 10 12 years since we published the first book and mm-hmm. you know and we were definitely uh, uh singing your praises because because of you it's because of you that we've been connected to a lot of these people that are that are highlighted in the quest for the cures the truth about cancer and so you've been instrumental and in, in a real blessing to this movement and just so many others all these people coming together and we would have never dreamed that this information can be as accessible as it is and this relaunch which will be uh, april the 12th through the 21st yeah the the global quest nine days is going to be bigger than the fall Amazing. So, folks, if you're listening now and if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, there's a link at robertscottbell.com. But if you're friends with us on Facebook or Ty or anybody that's pro- promoting it out, resend it, become, whatever you got to do to get this out, because this is the kind of thing that is taking the power away from those who really are utilizing power in a very improper way. And that's a very polite way to say it, yeah. right? What I really want to say, you know, I can't say on the air. Yeah. But what you do by participating and promoting this, not only are you bringing the power to heal back to yourself and others that you're sharing it with, but literally you're unplugging from the so-called media matrix mm-hmm. that doesn't want you to know this this kind of information. Yeah, and you know the reality is you've you've mentioned this, and I've heard Mike Adams mention this, and even Alex Jones mentions this. But our our reach with this, I don't like to call it alternative media, but yeah. that's what we're called new the media. alternative the, the new media. Our yeah. reach is so much bigger. Yeah than the traditional media they don't have any viewers anymore i mean it's really it's crazy that that the reach that we have now through the internet through facebook social media is has gotten bigger we have larger audiences than many of the mainstream television networks yeah it's true i mean we've talked about cnn ratings you know more people have watched the truth about cancer than on average watch cnn uh, and this is a, a, a great, great testament to the hunger and the satiation of an appetite that's been long, you know, suffering and starvation yeah. for this kind of inf- information and authenticity. I mean, the stories that you and Charlene have been telling from your personal life, from uh, the truth about cancer, of course, it, it revealed it in a video format. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, uh, step outside the box, the book. I mean, yeah. that's still going strong after all these years, a new edition. And we've recently expanded Unlock the Power to Heal together. Oh, yeah. And it takes all these different aspects of health and healing and brings that information in a very simple, easy-to-digest way, digest way, uh, so that uh, 
you know, it isn't just relying on us totally. It's like you've got the book now. Run with the information. And you can do as mu- as good as we done or better. Yeah, yeah, and that's why that's why the uh, the cancer book, Unlock the Power to Heal, such powerful tools to educate. Because it, it it does take the information and bring it down into such a simple uh, fashion, so that anyone can get read in there and understand things that mm-hmm. that were previously thought to be only available to medical doctors. Amazing that, yeah. and of course we're hanging out with some of our old friends that are here with us, uh, Daryl Wolf, Doctor Detox, and uh, yep. I say oh, my old friend. I mean he's really an old friend for you. He's been a supporter of the uh, of uh, cancer step outside the box for years. Yeah. And uh, there's more stuff that we're doing for the truth about detoxification, the truth about vaccinations here. Uh, we also have uh, Paul Baratero from yeah. Echo Water yep. and uh, getting getting it's hanging out with him and getting the, the boys are back in town, right? Yeah. All the boys are back together. So. Yeah, yeah, the clean water. I'm glad to see we got the clean water up here. Mm-hmm. The hydrogen water. Molecular hydrogen yep. is happening here in Canada. Now, uh, I don't want to overtax you, so I'm going to let you go after this segment. I've already been overtaxed. I live in the United States. I'm already never mind. Uncle Sam. You're right. I tell a CPA that, and that's a <laughs> But the idea here is you're speaking at least four or five times and it's going to be crazy just having your voice continue through the weekend. I want to encourage everybody to come down, and if Ty can't speak for any reason, just give him a big hug, have him sign your sign your book that you're going to get when you're here. Uh, but you've got uh, the uh, – we're on the panel on cancer uh, tomorrow yep. afternoon, for those that are listening live, Saturday. And then you've got another talk. What are the other topics you're doing? I'm just I'm, – I've got the cancer panel. I've got a lecture tomorrow and a lecture Sunday just about – the, the the global quest basically the treatments that we discovered going across the globe so that's a, in total three hours of lectures those mm-hmm. days and then both tonight uh, Friday night and then Saturday night mm-hmm. I have um, well depending upon when the show airs you mean to say that again no it's okay I okay. mean listen we're 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 having to do so much at the same time yeah. here and you've got the airing of say, of uh, episode, episode one, one and two and two yeah, yeah tonight and tomorrow night exactly so this is great and of course if you're not here you're still going to be able to see episode one through nine all the way through starting on the 12th yeah. of April and the relaunch is happening we've got links up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com also on uh, your Sunday lecture you're going to transition a little bit into the vaccine issue to warm up the crowd for me because I'm yeah. coming in right after you after the show oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I hit on vaxxed a little bit there and we talk about some other interesting things about vaccines to warm up for RSB <laughs> that will be getting uh, getting the crowd going on the vaccines right after I get off the stage absolutely well it's wonderful we got bonus TMB today we're not technically outside the we're outside the country. Yeah. <laughs> OTC. Yeah. We're not over the counter. Are we over? Yeah, we're not prescription. We're drugs. not prescription. No, we're okay. All right, guys and girls, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, TMB is available to you if you're coming down to see us at the Total Health Conference in Toronto. We can we can see the uh, the Blue Jays uh, Stadium from where we are. And, uh, yeah. It's cold but glorious. We're happy to be here. Thank you all for being here as well. Check it out. Links are up at robertscottbell.com. Check out the truth about cancer as well while you're at it back with more powerful healing after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Well, we started today talking about physical health and training and athleticism, and it's kind of been the theme for the hour here. But, you know, I always like to take it from one body to another body, like the body politic. And I just kind of, the coaching analogy is great. And I know you have lots of insights there as well, Dr. Batar. Well, yeah, the coaching aspect, you know, it's important to recognize that 
we all need coaches. And when we're talking coaches for the listeners, you know, I know you're talking about from an athletic standpoint, Robert, but mm-hmm. that's your, that was just a uh, an example. Yes. Um, because you know, when when a patient comes to you as a as a provider, you are really coaching him. I mean, the word physician means to teach, mm-hmm. and so we're teaching people how to um, regain their power, how to be basically guiding them on how to live their life in a better way, in a healthier way. And so um, it comes back down to that coaching aspect, you know, that training aspect, that that direction aspect. And um, there have been a lot of great, um, a lot of great physicians that I have had the fortunate of having as my mentors that um, most of them, in fact, uh, the three that I'm thinking of, none of them are alive anymore, but I think that I certainly owe some of my abilities today based upon them. And some of them, sure. you know, based upon, I don't know, prayers of my ancestors or whatever it is. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's interesting that you brought up this aspect about coaching because, you know, when you talk about Ron Paul, for example, uh, and you see his um, example that he said how how fit he is. I remember that when he was running, somebody challenged him that, you know, don't you think you're too old? Some, somebody, one of the, one of the um, opponents, one of his opponents challenged him and said something about, his age yes. um, being yes. a limiting factor. And he brought up, he said, well, you know, you, you, you name the activity and uh, let's see who can go longer. Something That's like right. Yes. Biking. biking. Yeah, it was. That was yeah. hilarious. It was like the younger guys probably couldn't have kept up with him. Oh, they, they, they definitely couldn't have. He wouldn't have thrown out that challenge. Uh, Ron Paul wouldn't have thrown out the challenge had he uh, thought that he would fail at it. So, um, you know, being physical um, and and being a coach, you, I think you become a better coach when you are physical. And I think you're, you're, when you're a coach, you have to be physical yourself. You have to be partaking in physical activity because I feel, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe mm-hmm. just for me, but I feel I get more power when I'm in motion, when, yes. I'm, when I'm actually doing something. In fact, sometimes when I felt weakness, like where I feel like I'm, I'm getting tired or that, you know, my mind is starting to maybe waver in my, in, in, in the direction that I want to go and I know it's the right direction you know I'll do push-ups and that's why I, I, I don't know why it's almost like energy breeds energy and so yes. you you do something physical and it, it, it this is in fact a great tool Robert that we should talk to the listeners about if yeah. you feel weakness if you feel that you need some power do something physical do something whether it's lifting weights or whether it's doing push-ups or whether it's going for a sprint because you will feel power come back into your body and that is one of the most important things maybe this is the reason we started this because we had no i had no agenda when we started this and i don't know whether you did or not we didn't know where we we're going to end up no, coming really coming out excellent. of the uh, toronto event i was like yeah what are we going to talk to dr Bertard? i don't know hey let's uh, there's a story I, and i love it it always uh, travels a, a, a unique path of empowerment it, it does. So the the point here is very simple. The the take home message, the exercise here is that when you want to, even when you're not feeling weak, if you want power, if you want a surge of power, instead of drinking a coffee or an energy drink, do a set of twenty or thirty push ups. Um, you know, do a quick set of crunches or or you know, work out on a bag or go for a sprint or something, and you will feel that power. You will wake up. You will feel energy, and it's not going to be the crash and burn afterwards that you would get with something like a methazan thing, like a um, like mm. coffee. Or, or an energy drink, it's going to be sustained. It's going to, and you're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel better. And you know, just doing something every day, whatever it is, just getting your heart rate up, um, is going to help. But when you want that power, do something intense, and you will feel it. And it's not like you have to do it for an hour, or for, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it for 15 minutes. You don't have to do it for five minutes. You, you know, you can do it for 30 seconds, and you can experience that power. 
Excellent, excellent. Well, we're almost wrapping up another edition of Advanced Medicine. I want to remind everybody, if you miss an episode or if you want your friends and family members to listen to the kind of things that we chat about here, uh, medicalrewind.com, one of the fastest, easiest places to get hundreds and hundreds of hours of our discussions. Of course, in a broader context, we're syndicated by GCN and Talk Network, and we're heard on iTunes and TuneIn, Stitcher Podcasts and Epic Times and UK Health Radio, and now easy through SoundCloud as well. Dr. Batar is found at drbuttar.com, linked up in the show notes, as well as his international best-selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go out and work out, even though I'm exhausted from the whole weekend away. <laughs> I think I'm going to do a couple sets of push-ups myself right now. Excellent, excellent. Well, folks, this is the God's honest truth. We're just here to remind you of it, and you know it, Dr. Batar. The power to heal is yours. <laughs> 